It's been a hard month. Are you glad that it's February? Yeah. yeah. We're just talking about Valentine's Day. You know, my husband and I, he's at the back there. He's got his head down now. But, um... <laughs> No, do you know what? We, we, don't do, we, we don't celebrate Valentine's Day. We, we chose to boycott Valentine's Day because it's not bad or anything, and I think it's really good. I think it would be great to go on Sunday. But when we were going out, we went to Pizza Express, and everybody who was in a relationship were all cramped up. And, you know, you couldn't order what you wanted. You had to have this special menu, and it wasn't that much. And we thought, they're marketing on our love. This is ridiculous. <laughs> We are going to boycott Valentine's Day. So we don't celebrate Valentine's Day, but it is actually our anniversary, like, a week later or so, so we just save up our money there. But do go on, um, on next week. That will be amazing. Okay, so um, I'm going to be talking on prayer. So this is a new series on prayer, and um, I just feel um, very honoured that I can um, start the series. And most of you here are familiar with prayer, but I just thought that I will um, just give a definition. So prayer is the communication process that allows us to talk to God. It's an avenue that God has provided us to give an honest request for help and expression of thanks directed to him. And um, yes, the great thing about prayer is that we have got that direct access to God, that we have that direct access to the creator of everything. Just think about that. That is powerful. Because of Jesus, because of what Jesus has done on the cross, we have direct access to the creator of everything. To everything. When you think of important people on earth, you don't get that access. You know, you can't call Theresa May and say, hey, you know, let's, let's hang out. You can't do that. You can't go to Trump and you say, you know, call me Trump, call me. You can't do that. This week, Piers Morgan has been on TV, you know, so happy with himself because he's arranged, you know, he managed to get that first international interview with Trump, the most powerful man on the planet. And he's been, you know, on various programs saying how, yeah, you know, he's my friend and I managed to secure that deal. And even he, he got 20 minutes or 22 minutes, I don't know. But the thing is, we have direct access to the creator of everything yeah. all the time. It's not like we have a limit. We can talk to him anytime. Isn't that amazing? It's amazing. And the Bible says a lot about prayer. And who, are, who do we pray to? Who are we meant to pray to? Well, you know, Jesus, he encourages us to go to the Father. Because of what he's done on the cross, we, everyone has access to the Father. And he says, you know, go to him and, and ask for things in my name. Yes, we can pray to Jesus. Yes, we can pray to, um, to the Holy Spirit. I pray to the Jesus all the time as well. He's my best friend, and I pray to him, and I'm walking and stuff like that. But we're meant to go to the Father, ask, put our requests to the Father. In John 16, verse 23 to 24, it says, and in that day, that's when Jesus ascended, when he went into heaven, you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. 
Also, what do we talk about? What do we pray about? Everything and anything. There is nothing too insignificant that wouldn't warrant God's concern. There is nothing too big that he can't handle. In Philippians 4, 6, it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your, your requests to God. So that even when we, we talk to God, we shouldn't be worrying about it. You should just have that assurance that you've put it in his lap. Yes, you can keep going, you can keep praying, but you don't have to wonder, did he hear me? Oh, you know, what's going to happen? We should not be anxious. Some people find it really hard to give, to talk to God about themselves. My husband, and he's given me permission to say this, but when we were going out, he's an illustrator and he's an artist, and he had this little rubbish computer, yeah? It was really like a little blessing. He had this basic computer, and it would help him to like put some of his, his artwork you know, on, on, on a file and stuff like that, but he needed a new computer. And we would go into the Mac store, and you know when you go to those Mac stores and you just look at these new computers and you're just like, ooh, and it's nice. And so we would go and he would be like, oh, I could really do one of these, like, ah, oh. and he had the big screens but he didn't have the money. And I said to him, why don't you pray to God? And he's like, oh, I've got a computer already. I mean, I think that would be a bit too greedy if I asked for a better one. I said, why not? Just ask him. Ask God for a Mac. Ask him for a Mac. And he was like, I said, what have you got to lose? It's free. Ask him. What have you got to lose? The worst he can say is no. It didn't cost anything to ask him. Just ask. So my husband, he is on the ministry team, and he is amazing at praying for others. But when it comes to what he wants, he struggles a little bit. So he went, okay, Lord, and when he says it like that, Lord, I know that he, he kind of doesn't know if it's going to work. So he said, Lord, can I have a Mac? That's what he said. And do you know, by the end of the week, he got a Mac. <laughs> he got a Mac. <laughs> I remember him calling me up and goes, I got a Mac. <laughs> so he, God is, is interested in everything, in everything. There's nothing too small or, you know, superficial or frilly, you know, frilly for him to think, oh, I don't want to know. He, can, he loves you. So also that brings me to the next thing is that we shouldn't pray like it's magic we shouldn't pray like it's a spell that if we say a specific thing or we say something in a certain way then we will you know get our prayers answered also we shouldn't just pray for a specific season like when we're sick or when we're down we're praying a lot and then we're happy and then we're well or somebody else is better we stop praying in 1 Thessalonians 5:17 it says pray continuously. You need to keep on praying, not just for a certain season. And also, it's good to pray with people. We pray as a church together. You know, you go to people in the ministry team and you pray with them. You pray with your friends. You pray in small groups. But it's good to pray alone as well. It's good to pray alone. In Matthew 6, verse 5 to 6, it says, But when you pray, go to your room, close the door, and pray to your Father, who is unseen. Then your Father, see Jesus mentions the Father again, 
Who sees what is done in secret will reward you. If you've got a special friend, you know, you want to catch up with them. Sometimes you don't want to be in a group. You want to be with them. You want some alone time with them. That's the same thing that we should do with God. He wants to be with us. So you, be hearing, you might be hearing all of this and you might be thinking, so what? Sounds really good. Sounds very interesting, but... So what? Why should I bother with prayer? Why should I bother with prayer, especially when I don't feel it? When it feels boring? Why should I bother with prayer? When I've been praying and nothing has happened. When you hear about people's legs growing and I've got a headache and I've been praying and nothing has happened. Why should I bother with prayer? I can't even focus on someone that I can't see. Why should I bother? Or you might be thinking, I feel like such a hypocrite to pray because I'm not living a life that is right. And if I start asking God for things, then I just feel like a hypocrite. So why should I bother? Well, I tell you why you should bother. You should pray because it develops your relationship with God. It develops your relationship. Now, one of the things that I love about coming to church is that I connect with God, and I connect with my friends, and I connect with people. So many people here that I just love to think, oh, well, I'm going to see them on Sunday. I can catch up and see how they've been doing. Also, we, you know, we connect with people next to us as well. Like after worship, we're, you know, we start talking to people. And then you find out that people have been coming to church for like eight years, and you've never seen them in your life. And you're like, wow. But it's good to connect. And we're also encouraged to go and be a part of a connect group so that we can then be a part of the greater church. You know, we're with, smaller, with a small, small group of people, and then we can feel like we are connected into the church at large. When I started this church 10 years ago, my husband and I, we joined a home group. And it was a brand new home group, and there was a lot of pe- new people who had just started the church. We got Emma, Emma Blustin, she was Emma Caddo at the time, and Joe Blustin, he was um, a part of that group, and also um, just various other people. And, you know, we, we enjoyed this group, it was really nice, and we'd get together, and it was quite light, and there was a lot of chit-chat. And then one day, my husband and I, we were like the only married couple at the time, and we said, hey, why don't everybody come to our house one night? So all these people came to our house, and all the guys went out, and all the girls stayed home. And so we were planning on meeting the guys, but we got talking, and we started to say what is really going on. And it was amazing. There was this one girl who just seemed so innocent. Like, if you would tell her about what you've ever done, she looked like if she got a whiff of your guilty pleasure, she might just faint, you know? (laughs) And that night, we found out that she was married at 18 and divorced by 21. And we were like, woo, wow, you know, wow. Not, you know, we were just thinking, wow, we never knew that at all. We thought, wow, we just didn't see that at all. And so we were just like bonding. And I called Al and I said, I'm sorry we're late, but we're really enjoying ourselves. And he goes, oh, Denise. Us guys are having fun. Oh, wow, I've learned so much. I've learned so much about Joe. Oh, wow. You know, he was like really excited. Even that day, actually, that night, he actually said to Joe that Denise and I think you and Emma would be really cool together. And Joe said, I've loved Emma. I've always loved Emma. So it was all coming out, 
all coming out and we started to bond and things got real. The relationship between us all got real. And that's the same thing that God wants. He wants us to be real with him. He wants that real connection. When I was at university, I lived in, uh, on campus and I lived in a box room with somebody else and there would be a toilet and a shower next door to us and then we would share that with two other people. And I hated it because you could hear everything, yeah? Everything. And I conditioned myself to not go to the toilet when anyone's around, yeah? I hated it. Oh, I'd turn on the shower, yeah? I hated it. And so I went to go and visit one of my friends, and I really liked her. And one day, we were talking, and she didn't want to stop the conversation, and she went to the loo, and what she did, she kept the door open. In fact, she was talking to me, and she was going to the loo, yeah? And I'm not talking about number one. She was going to the loo, yeah? And she's going. And I stopped her, and I said, you know what? Thank you. Thank you for this. Because you are showing me that you want to be real with me. And I could never, ever do this. But thank you, because you're showing me intimacy here. You're being completely vulnerable. Thank you. Because I really liked her, and I, really, and I just thought, wow, I couldn't do this. I couldn't do this, but she did it. And I still liked her, you know? I still liked her. But it bonded us, yeah? And what I'm trying to say is, is the same thing with God, where he wants all of us. He wants the good. He wants the bad. He wants the bad breath. He wants the body odor. He wants us, the full weight of us, the ugly part, everything. He wants it. He wants the sin. He wants us to go to him being our true self so that we can experience intimacy with him. And when you do that, when you give him everything, something amazing happens. That is when transformation starts. When you give him everything, when you give him your anger, that is when you start to become and you start to see forgiveness and you're on that road of forgiveness if you need to forgive or that road of joy. When you give him all your frustration and all your... All your um, just worry, that's when he, um, you start to feel the clarity, or see the clarity, you, get, you receive clarity from him. When you give him all your pain, that's when you start that road of healing and restoration. He wants it all. And it's so easy to go to others, but he wants you to communicate, to connect with him. There's nothing wrong with going to others. Like if you go to the ministry team, and you talk to them about your problems. Halfway through you talking and you saying it all out, they go, right, I'm going to stop you there. Let's give this to God. Let's give this to God. Because there's no point you getting counsel for them. You need to receive. You want to be transformed by God, not them. You know, when I was going out with Al, I was working in a job and I hated it. And every day for an hour, I would moan to Al about this job for months and months, until one day he said, I can't take it, you're bringing me down. You can no longer talk to me about this. I had no one except for God. And two weeks later, something happened, I handed in my notice. I couldn't go to Al. 
There was a time when I went to a healing prayer conference and there was ministry time and my heart was stirred. And then after that, you had a breakout for about 20 minutes. And I'm like in the field, trying to get reception, trying to call Al, telling him what had happened. Couldn't get reception for 10 minutes. I'm trying, trying, and I thought, might as well speak to God then. And I did it. And when I did that, God took me to a place that, is, that was so amazing that it's, it's one of the most important things that has happened in my relationship with God that would not have happened if I'd have spoken to my husband. As great as he is, I'm sure if I'd have told him, he would have gone, okay. And that is as long as it would have gone. But yeah, I went straight to God and God just took me to places that I've never been before. So this is why it's good to communicate with God. And the last thing I want to say to you is that some of us here may be waiting to communicate to God when we are in a better place. We feel like a hypocrite if we go to God because we're not living a life that is right. But that is a lie from the devil. He wants to keep you isolated. He wants you to not connect with the Father. He wants you to stay on your own. He wants you to think that you can fix yourself and that you don't need God or you can approach God once you're in a better place. But God wants you to communicate with him. He wants you to, regardless of what you're doing, even if you communicate with God and in the next five minutes you're going to go and do something that is not right. He wants to keep that communication because when transformation happens, my husband used to, work, um, used to help serve in Alpha, and at that time, I was doing shift work. I wasn't coming to church that much because I was working. I felt very disconnected by people, and I wasn't engaging with God that much. And I remember every Monday, for about three or four Mondays, I would come home, and he would tell me what had happened, all the amazing things that had happened. And I felt a little bit bitter because I just felt, I felt isolated, but I put myself there. And then one Monday, he came home and he said, Denise, I've got something from you. At the time, Richard and Tara were leading Alpha. And he gave me this box from Tara. She gave me a gift. And Al said to me, Tara says she felt God say to her, you must give this to Denise. You must love her. And God was communicating with me. I felt very distant from God, but he was communicating. He was showing me his love. And so in that box had all these little presents, and it just felt so amazing. I felt loved. I felt impressed enough to come to Alpha. So for the next six weeks, I went to Alpha. I didn't go to any of the, um, any of the talks at all. I just ate the food. That was all I did. <laughs> I just came and had my dinner. And they, you know, I just, they, they cook really good food, and I just would sit and eat. And Tara... Bless her, was like, no, Denise, you just sit. Don't do anything. Don't help. Don't clear up. You just sit. And I was just watching everyone serving, and I could just see God's love. And God was ministering to me, showing me love. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I was just like, I'm here. I wasn't saying much. And then weeks later, Al and I were going to eat with his mum and his stepdad. And they were at the pub. We were late. And... I'm getting ready, listening to some worship music, and God starts speaking to me, and I start to respond, and I start breaking down, and I'm like, oh, God, and I'm just talking to him, and I just remember me being in the, in the bathroom, and then Al comes in to say, we're late, and he sees me just completely in bits, and I said, you go, 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 and he went, okay, 
And I'm there just communicating with God for about 20 minutes. And I'm late. I'm like, every now and again, keeps calling, like texting. I'm like, I'll be back. I'll be there in 10 minutes. I'll be there. But I was just soaking up God and talking to God. You see, God was communicating. To, he was communicating. He was telling me how much he loved me through, through Alpha, through, you know, other people. And I was saying, yeah, I'm here. I didn't say much. And then it came a point when I had so much to say to him. And we just bonded. So... The points that I want to leave you with, just in case you may have forgotten, is this, and I need to have a look. Communicate with God. Okay, so the first one is I want you to go away knowing that you must be real with God. I want to encourage you to be real with God. The second one is to give God everything, the good, the bad, the ugly. Give him your, the full weight of you. He can take it. He can take it. And he knows it anyway, and he loves you. And the last thing is... Keep the communication going, even when you feel like hiding. Keep the communication, because there is power in communicating with God. Prayer develops your relationship with God. Okay, so what I'd like you to do is also stand up if you can. You don't have to. You can sit down if you don't feel like standing up or you're not feeling very well. And I'm just gonna invite you all to pray. So I want you to just, if you can, just put your hands out and then we're just gonna call on God. Now we're all in different places and you might be somebody who finds it easy to pray for others. And if that is you, I want you to just use this time to just be about you and God. And just ask God, to just come and to reveal anything, or if there's something on your heart that you've been pushing away, here's an opportunity to speak to God. Can I have the worship team? I totally forgot about them, so sorry. The worship, oh, they're coming, brilliant. So I want you to just ask God to come in. Now, again, we're in different places, and you may find it hard to be real with God, you may feel that it's hard to let him know what's really going on. And I just want to invite you right now to be able to just be real with God. But if you can't right now, to just ask God to begin that journey, to begin that journey of just being completely honest, to begin that journey of knowing that he can take the full weight of you, whatever's going on. If there's so much red tape in your life, so much mess and stickiness, that he can take it and that you can start that real conversation with God. And then you might be here where you can't really say anything to God, but you know what? You don't have to talk because communication is powerful. You could just exhale to God, just breathe out to God. Just breathe out, just inhale and breathe out to God. And he is so amazing that he understands your heart. You might not be able to put it into words, but you just breathing out is just giving him you. And just ask God to just start something, start something that you will be able to feel that you can start to put things into words or to just develop that communication I'm just going to pray. Lord, I just thank you so much 
Thank you that we have this communication with you. Thank you so much that you are interested in us. You love us. Thank you for what Jesus has done on the cross. Thank you, Lord, that we have direct access to you, that you are so great, more than the words that I can describe you as, and yet you're interested in us, and you take us how we are right now. Lord, I just ask you to please speak to us, show us, let us know that you're here. Show us your love, Lord. If there's anyone here that is living a life where they feel that I can't go to God, there's so much mess, I don't even know where to begin. You know, you could just start by just in your heart or in your, you know, your, your mind, just putting your hand up in your mind, you know, to say, hey God, I'm here, I'm here. I don't know what to say. I know there's so much mess, but I'm here. I don't know how I'm going to make it through the next hour or tomorrow because I don't know how I'm going to live and what I'm going to do, but I'm here. Please just come and do what you need to do. Thank you so much for everything you're doing, God, and we just thank you that, um, thank you for your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. And if you want to continue this, you can pray with someone on the ministry team afterwards. Hope you have a lovely afternoon.